no doubt we're living in a crazy world at one of the craziest times that any of us can remember. Hey, I'm Pastor Isaac, and welcome to the Youth Ministry Podcast. There's no doubt that the world right now is a really, really crazy place. And so what we want to do is explore how can we engage our minds and think through the world that we live in the way that God would have us to think through um, all sorts of different circumstances that we come into, not just right now as we're kind of in this like social separation with the whole coronavirus problem, but rather on a bigger picture, what type of a worldview do we have that our thoughts and our ideas and our emotions can filter through? Well, again, I'm Pastor Isaac, and I'm excited to jump in and talk about this with you. A worldview is something that we process the world around us through. You can kind of think of it as like a lens that when a situation happens, this is how you interpret that situation. There's lots of examples that you could give. For instance, say you are a sport fan of a particular team, and that particular team goes ahead and wins some huge championship. As a fan of that team, what this does is that it affirms that that team is an appropriate team to follow. Not only that, but you get excited about it. Now, say you think that team is a team or an organization that cheats relatively often. If you believe that and you see that same team win this competition, what happens is is that you process through that, oh, they're probably just cheating again. Of course, they're going to win because they're cheaters. Worldview is the lens in which you see the world around you in. There's a really fantastic text on how to have a worldview that aligns with our Christian beliefs, which was written by Tawa Anderson, W. Clark, and David Noggle, called An Introduction to Christian Worldview. In this text, what they explain is that Oftentimes, our worldview or how we think about life's circumstances tends to be rather in the background instead of in the foreground. In other words, the different events that unfold in our lives and experiences that we've had kind of form a way of thinking that we're not really aware of instead of our worldview being developed by a series of thoughts and beliefs over time that we kind of put together and then choose to say, I'm going to live in this way. So uh, a really practical example of this um, would be just kind of a situation unfolds with your family and you get really mad, you get really upset and you're feeling like you've been cheated or robbed or you're angry at your sister because, well, you know that your, your brother or your sister always acts like dot, dot, dot. And so because they always act that way, it only makes sense that they're gonna do this thing again. So that would be like a passive worldview where you're kind of unaware that you have this low-grade anger or frustration towards your siblings or your parents. And so when they do something, it just kind of reaffirms what you already believe to be true. Now, the other side of this is an active worldview where you step aside and you choose to say, I will, I will choose to believe that even though I've had these experiences with my, you know, with my family, with my siblings or with my parents, that I'm going to act in a certain way because God says I need to show them grace. I need to show them mercy. I need to show them patience or peace or whatever it is. And so when those same things unfold, what you do instead of emotionally responding based on that 
hidden background worldview, what you do is you actively choose to say, I'm going to extend to you a, a, a part of the belief I have. I'm going to give you grace or I'm going to show you mercy instead of coming down harshly and condemning you. Now, I totally recognize that a lot of this is much, much easier said than done. So by no means am I saying that this is something you can just, you know, easily waltz into and have no problems, but rather it's something that we can, we can begin to process through and begin to recognize and think through now because the world has, again, kind of come to this like screeching halt and given us a really unique opportunity. And so in the book, Christian Worldview, Tawa Anderson would say this, that we are convinced that we need not remain unconscious of our worldview, unaware of what our primary heart commitments are and how they direct our lives. And so I would believe that as well, that we don't have to have our worldview in the background, but rather sometimes in life, and right now seems to be a really good opportunity, we can pull our worldview to the forefront and really begin to engage our minds the way God would have us. So there are more biblical truths about the pursuit of having peace and having comfort it would seem than very many other scriptural principles. And so these are things that we can practically grab a hold of and take advantage of. For instance, the Apostle Paul, who knew Jesus, who talked with Jesus and wrote to various churches to tell them about Jesus's truth, said in Colossians 3.15, to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Um, uh, Peter, another one of Jesus's friends, um, what he would say in 1 Peter 5, 7 is, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And so this type of truth kind of continually plays out in scripture. And so part of a, of a Christian worldview would be saying that no matter what type of circumstances I'm, you know, wrapped up in, that I have a particular type of peace that is offered by Jesus and is a part of my faith, that I don't have to be controlled by all of the things in this world around me. And so when you when you're listening to kind of like these daily press briefings that the president and the cabinet and various health officials are giving, what can happen is we can be like, oh my goodness, and we can begin to get filled up with anxiety and with frustration, and we kind of begin to freak out a little bit. But what Jesus says is, listen, you don't have to let that sort of thing control your mind, control your heart. I can actually work out within you peace if you choose to believe my word over top of the hype and hysteria around you. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not crazy things going on, but what it does mean is that we are responsible for for pushing forward peace and comfort upon people, not to to continually um, amp up all the things that we're observing in our culture. And so, for instance, um, the half-brother of Jesus, his name was James. He would say in James 3.18 that peacemakers who sow in peace 
reap a harvest of righteousness. So he pulls in this idea of sowing and of reaping, and that if you put out their peace, then what you will pull in is peace. And so if we don't share on social media um, all sorts of things that are like doom and gloom and hysteria and politically charged and anger charged, but rather we put out there the hope that we have in Jesus, the peace that we have in Jesus, the excitement of our faith that we have, the natural um, the natural consequence of that is going to be that what comes back to us is that peace that we're pushing out there. And what comes back to us is the truth that the Lord will work in our hearts. And so here would be my challenge to you, is to dig into the Word of God, dig in to what Jesus has said is true, to what the followers of Jesus said you should live your life based off of, and discover how Jesus would have you think through the circumstances in our world right now. So one thing particularly that you could do is open up your Bible to the book of Philippians, and read this writing written by a man named Paul, again, who I kind of already talked about a moment ago. Paul was somebody that knew what difficulty was. He knew what suffering was. He was imprisoned. He was beaten. He went through absurd circumstances in his life. And yet in the book of Philippians, what he talks about is, though all of this has happened to me, I have an overwhelming and all-consuming peace deep within my soul that nothing can take away from me. And so open up the book of Philippians and read through it. It might only take you 15 or 20 minutes to read through the entire text. And if you were to really internalize that, what you will find is that you're going to walk away with the ability to think through this world in an unparalleled type of a way that will fill you with peace, with comfort, with freedom from your anxiety. And this is not necessarily just about what's going on in our world right now, but these are truths that we can claim no matter what circumstances we're facing, that when we dig in to God's word, when we dig into what he has taught us in his word, he will fill us with his truth, he'll fill us with his light, and he'll fill us with every one of his promises. And so, Again, dig into that book of Philippians, read through it, discover what God wants to teach you through it, and begin to think through this world in a way that is aligned with what Jesus would have you do. Well, hey, again, my name's Pastor Isaac. This is the Youth Ministry Podcast. Thanks for joining in.